Hello and welcome into another episode of the Esports Network podcast in partnership with Reuters. As always, I'm your host, Mitch Reams, and today we're talking to Mackenzie Kelly, but you probably know him better as just Mac, a talented rookie in the Call of Duty League for the New York Subliners. Mac's story is a fairly unique one in this first season of the CDL. He started the year competing for Hybrid Black, an amateur team that's since disbanded. When the coronavirus shut down the CDO in spring after five weeks of the season, every team had to reset a bit. For the Subliners, a well-publicized team in America's biggest city, backed in part by the family behind the New York Mets, the start was a bit underwhelming. In week six, the Subliners brought in Mac, and things turned around quickly. In the following weeks, the Subliners reached the semifinals in three straight home series before winning the New York home series on July 13th. Now the Subliners have climbed to a fifth-place finish in the CDL standings. On August 20th, the Subliners will take on the Minnesota Rocker in winner's round one of CDL champs live on youtube.com slash codleague. Thanks for joining the show, Mac. No problem. Thank you for having me. So your first chance is coming up in just 20 days. How are you feeling as the day gets closer? Um, I'm just really confident. Every day, like, practice has been going really well with the team and I just have a lot of confidence in myself as an individual and with the team, and I'm just really excited to play. Like, I just, just counting down the days, the minutes, the hours, I just really want to play this tournament. It's got to be a bit surreal after all the the history. I mean, CDL champs, Call of Duty champs has this uh, gravitas, this stance, in, especially in American esports history, where everyone has these fond memories of watching champs, maybe being lucky enough to attend it. Uh, how how does that as the uh the grandness of the event hit you or is it a little bit different because we're all online play and it's not quite the in-person experience that's always been in years past um i definitely uh it's kind of like half and half i definitely do feel that i kind of get that experience but at the same time it is different because we are playing online uh i feel like that's kind of what i look forward to on my come up which is playing in front of a big crowd in front of the fans, especially like an event like champs. So it's, it's not as um, exhilarating, but it's definitely still a great feeling and I'm really looking forward to it. Champs is still champs after all. And even if it's online, it still has that, that power that champs has always held. Mm-hmm. Would it be fair to categorize you as a rookie? I know some people have uh, balk at that that title because you've been playing Call of Duty for such a long time. But I got to say, rookie Phenom has a really nice ring to it. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind the sound of that either. Um, yeah, I have been playing Call of Duty for a while, but this kind of this was uh, my first technical year of actually competing. You know, I kind of didn't really put in as much hours before I turned eighteen was eligible to compete. So, I get, yeah, the title's, uh, it's fair. I think you should run with it. It's a good way of branding yourself. Like we saw Zion Williamson last night at the NBA ball out. And that rookie feed up, it carries a lot of weight. There's a lot of expectation that comes with it. And this is also an eSport that has some names of players that have this really long legacy in competitive Call of Duty. You think of players like Karma or Enable, people that have been around the seed for a really long time. Has it been a little bit surreal playing with some of these legends, some of these people I'm sure you were watching for years before, and now you're competing against on the same field? Yeah, definitely at first it was kind of surreal, especially with like my own teammates. Like <clears throat> when I first got into competitive, like I was watching, like I would get home from school and I would watch, you know, Zuma like streams and uh, like matches at tournaments and 
now I get on every day and I practice with them and I, you know, hang out with them. And it's, it's definitely a, a great feeling having, looking up to these people and then eventually putting in the time to be able to turn my idols into my peers. Absolutely. Can you take us through your mindset over, I mean, you joined the team and immediately, I don't want to attribute it all to you. There was a reset, there were some changes, but the subliners started performing quite a bit better once you joined the team. How were those early days like? Did it feel like a pretty natural transition as you joined the rest of the squad? Um, yeah, I feel like the transition was was very easy thanks to my my teammates being, er, welcoming me with open arms and just trying to help me the, with pretty much everything. Would you look at how the, the days have gone on and now you're preparing for champs, do you feel more acclimated with the team, more in the swing of things? Oh, 100%. Um, in the beginning, there definitely was like a, uh, an adjustment period, just, you know, everyone trying to get comfortable with each other, adding in like a new voice to a team environment is definitely going to, it took some time to kind of everyone to get on the same page and stuff, but definitely going to the champs, we're all going to be on the same page and I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely. Subliners are streaking right now. And one of those teams that is definitely a dark horse favorite as we head into the playoffs. I was just talking to Chris Puckett uh, for a podcast. It's actually going to go live in about an hour and a half. And, you know, he's a New York man. He's got the the MLG backing and the subliners are attached to as well. And he is so stoked about you guys. He told me to to wish you his best uh, because he's really excited for the subliners coming up with champs. Love to hear that. Bucket's the guy. Bucket is really the guy. What a, what a cool dude. Uh, it's got to be awesome to be in New York and to have the backing of so many cool people. While almost every CDL team has some cool backer, you look at the rocker with like Gary V or something like that. The subliners just have this absolute energy around them. Is that been fun to be part of the city and part of the just one of the most alive cities in the entire world that you're representing them with the subliners. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely crazy. Um, especially coming from where I previously lived, coming from South Carolina to a big city like New York. But, um, yeah, the fan support is like, the fans are crazy. Like the stuff that I see on Twitter in my, in my DMS and all that stuff in my Twitch chat in the YouTube chat, it's definitely a, a really great feeling to see people that just have your back regardless of results. Definitely. Some teams, just on the following the social media conversation, some teams definitely have that added momentum around them. I, you look at the Huntsman, you look at FaZe, and I feel like Subliners is right in that group of teams that just have a ton of energy as we look at this first year of CDL and you know where fans gravitate to. And it's really cool to see all the support the Subliners have gotten. Talking a little bit about online play, it's sort of, you know, it's not been an ideal situation for everyone, but I've had a chance to interview a couple of veterans uh, of the CDL over the last few months. I had Enable on this podcast. I talked to Silly for an Esports Insider article, and both of them said that they think younger players are at an advantage with the shift to online play. And obviously that situation isn't ideal for anyone but they remember the days of grinding out a lot of online tournaments. And they think players that have been doing that more recently have an advantage. So now that I have a chance to talk with one of the younger players of the league, I have to ask you, do you agree with them? Or do you think they're they're blowing it up a little bit? Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I necessarily agree with them. I don't think, I, I don't know. I, I don't really think people have like an advantage online. I just think maybe some people in the environment, they just kind of check out because it's so 
it's just not what they're used to. Like they're so used to going to an event and being in that event atmosphere. And, you know, it might favor some people and some people might have a drop off in an atmosphere like that, but I don't see a, a clear cut advantage to any player in particular going from online to an event. Yeah, it's definitely going to affect everybody. And it's been interesting to see how it's affected some teams. Uh, the subliners being one that's really played very well in the shift to online play and consistently plays very highly. Uh, so I wonder, you know, I think there's a lot of factors that go into that, but just the pure addition, the change, even just the reset, the mental break of two months and a break in momentum could have had a big impact as well, regardless of how the games are being played. Yeah, I definitely don't think that the online switch uh, is the reason that we um, improved. I just think that um, me coming onto the team just kind of changed the way we played the game. Like, I feel like they, before me, they were playing the game at a much slower pace. And then I just kind of just made the game a lot easier for people. Dive into that a little bit. You're the one who's actually on the sticks controlling it. How did you see the the team's play change? And as the rookie coming in, how did you feel like you had that confidence to be like, hey, we should be quicker. We should be doing this. Can you take us through your mindset there and how the, the team's play has, has changed from your perspective? Yeah, so when I joined the team, I kind of immediately like recognized there were just certain situations that we were just they were just playing the game too slow like they weren't taking advantages like they would put themselves in good situations and not take advantage of it and i immediately spoke up about it and said something and you know people chimed in and like yeah i kind of agree with you you're right and so it kind of just like we flipped the switch started playing differently and saw immediate uh just much better results in practice sometimes you need the young god to just be like no just go do it just stop thinking go aggressively do it i <laughs> It happens to be when I'm playing Rocket League these days. That's my that's my favorite game. Barely champ. Let's go. Uh, and I play way too slow. And I'll play with some people who I met online. And they're like, just go. Just just don't think go. Don't think. Just speed it up. There you go. <laughs> and it works. It works for a reason. That's really that's really funny that that I feel like that's almost a universal concept across a lot of esports. Is that the older people get, the more they start thinking. And ultimately, what, once you start thinking in most esports, you've started to lose you need to just be going off instant reactions all the yeah. time it's always good to think but you know there's just some situations where you just have to turn your brain off and hit the go button absolutely absolutely uh so as we look towards champs we've got 20 days until the first time cdl champs the call of duty league this new franchise league tons of investment tons of press behind it uh, the format has had to change, unfortunately, for CDL playoffs, just because, I mean, if you look at every single sports league out there, uh, the NBA's restarted in a bubble, the MLB is canceling games because of a virus. There's no, like, clean solution to how you restart competitive play. But the format for the CDL playoffs has been a little bit controversial. Uh, the double buy, for example, is something that people have been calling out as unique and not really seen. As somebody whose their team is in the fifth seed, uh, where do you stand on the format? With Enable on this podcast, we sort of spitballed some al alternate options. And that's not to say that the CDL format isn't the best, but anytime there's an unprecedented circumstance, it's kind of interesting to think about what ways you might have worked with it. Where, are you, you, where do you stand on the format as it sits right now? Obviously, uh, you know, the format had to change. And I'm sure everyone preferred the old format with champs. But... Um, 
you know, this is my, my first champs. I haven't really experienced the old champs. So this is kind of all I'm getting used to. And, um, yeah, I definitely see how people could, um, could be upset with it, but we just have to do with what we're, what we're handed. So I'm just going to show up and, you know, play our best. That's definitely a good mindset to have going into it. At this point, it's set in stone. And like we said, you know, there's no clear option for what, how to, how to create a format when you've had to interrupt the season in the middle of it. And then you're going into champs in a shortened season. It's just not ideal. And again, as we've seen across traditional sports, they're all just throwing weird things at the wall and hoping that some of it makes some sense and we get a champion out of it at the end. Uh, so you're headed up for the Minnesota Rocker. That's the first matchup. And you've got a long time to think about this one matchup uh, mm-hmm. before you get into champs. What are you preparing for? What are you thinking about as you look towards that game? First of all, we're really confident going into that matchup. They've been struggling recently. Uh, I know that they just swapped out a Gata Rex for Exceed, one of their substitution players. Um, I definitely think that they'll improve with Exceed on that roster. I'm actually good friends with him. Um but yeah, we're just going to show up and kind of just play our game. We're going to watch some vibe, try to, you know, counter some things here and there. But for the most part, we're just going to show up and set the pace and play our game. Absolutely. If it's been working, why change it? Don't mess with a good thing. Of course. Again, looking towards champs, and you have this staggered format of if you win, you know already your next two opponents right after the rocker. Uh, it would be... Oh, I can't remember who's in the second spot. Huntsman and then FaZe? Or am I getting the, the brackets? Which I know I know that Huntsman is second, I believe. I'm not sure about the third one. Okay. Uh, is that something that is on your radar as you look towards Chance, where you sort of have this gauntlet already laid out in front of you, assuming, you know, knock on wood, you win the first game? Uh, is that something that you're looking at all, or are you just focused on, okay, we're Chance, we're playing our game, it doesn't matter who our opponent is, we're just going to take them down? Yeah, I definitely think uh, that's the mindset that we have. It's not really about the opponent. It's just about us showing up and making sure that we're playing the game correctly and how we do in practice. Um, Yeah, obviously, it's set in stone. We do know that we're going to end up playing Chicago second round, which is on paper an amazing team. But I think our team matches up well against them, and I feel really confident in that matchup. Nice. So I just got the bracket pulled up. For people who aren't familiar with the new champs format, it is a bit unique uh the winner's round one is where it starts actually it starts in elimination round one so the the bottom four teams of the standings all got placed into a single elimination just basically starting in the quote-unquote losers bracket uh which is elimination round one which begins on the 19th and that'll be optic versus the los angeles gorillas and paris legion versus the seattle surge and then on 20 Winner starts, and that starts with Max Subliners versus the Rockers and the London Royal Ravens versus the Toronto Ultra. Going past that, if the Subliners were to beat the Rocker, they would play the Chicago Huntsman, who got the one by, and then win that matchup, again, knocking on wood, the Subliners would play Atlanta Phase on the 22nd. So a bit of a unique system, but one that actually really rewards the regular season standing, especially when you have every single team as part of it, you want to make sure that a high finish in the CDL actually matters and not just uh, everyone just enters the champs and that it's just a, a clean slate and champs. So it's an interesting format, but what I'm actually a fan of, it has grown on me a little bit as I've thought about it. 
is that the perspective with teams? I, you know, I, I can imagine enable no, no shots to enable, but the surge are down in the, in the lower part of the bracket. Um, and is that something that there's been a little bit of a divide there where there's been some of the vocal pros, uh, but the people who, you know, performed in the CDL are actually pretty happy with where we're at. Yeah, it's definitely really, uh, <laughs> really rewarding to the, the teams that have been playing well all season and not so much to the teams that are lower in the standings. I can definitely see where people are frustrated because, you know, it's a, it's a new format and everything like that. And, um, you know, maybe the season didn't go as they had planned and they're showing up to champs, which has one of the biggest, you know, money purses of all time. Like, and they're just starting immediately at a disadvantage compared to other teams. So if I definitely, if I was in, you know, the, the bottom four, I would definitely be uh, a little upset, but you know, it is what it is. I definitely wish that I could have came onto the subliners a little bit earlier in the season. So we could possibly have a higher seed than what we have, but you know, we'll, we'll work with what we got. So it goes, you guys are in the winner's bracket, which is good. Cause it at least gives you that safety net of the one L to, to continue along your champs journey. That's gotta yeah. be the tough part for people. So used to double elimination is being starting in the loser's bracket is a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Sure. I couldn't imagine showing up to the biggest turn of the year and, you know, COD isn't, is kind of day to day. It's not, it's sometimes can be just very inconsistent. I couldn't imagine just showing up to a tournament like champs and just having one bad day at COD and then you're just out no money made. You're just gone. Like I can imagine that. That would be very heartbreaking. Yeah, that would be tough. I definitely understand the critiques, but I also understand why it was created like it was. So final question for you, sort of wrap it up this show. Cause I know you got some scrims to do. You got champs coming up after all. Uh, we're talking about CDL champs, this first champs for the new league. Have you felt like there's a changing of the guard a little bit? I mean, there's so many Call of Duty pros that have been around for five, six, seven years. And we've seen some retirements this year. We've seen some really legacy players, some of the best players in the game get get benched. Uh, do you feel like there's a little bit of a changing of guard afoot as we look towards the CDL? We change from the CWL to the CDL. Some young players are coming in. Uh, is there a little bit of a, you know, the old guys are out, the young guys are in sort of mentality? I actually want to kind of say... Lamar actually said this really well on a podcast he was on recently where some of these older players have like these traits like and, and just like, yeah, just traits as a teammate that made them good and made them impactful players. And this game at Modern Warfare, it just kind of, it doesn't really, those uh, impactful traits and stuff don't really show as much on this game. It's more of like a, you know, run fast, shoot straight, you know, you don't have to think as much where in past CODs, those players like a Karma or an Enable, they just had these un intangibles that just made them so good. And it just doesn't work in this COD. So I think it's more of a just how the Call of Duty this year has been played. That's interesting. And it's something that is pretty unique to Call of Duty in that the game can be fairly different from time to time. While every esport has different metas and different things that it prioritizes, uh, it ch changes happen a little more gradually in those esports. In Call of Duty, it's like, okay, here's the new title. This is what you're playing. Uh, do you feel like as a younger player, you might be more flexible as new titles come out and you could adjust to, to whatever that title 
requires. I can imagine as an older player, all of those years of competitive COD have developed some habits that might be hard to break out of as new CODs require. Um, yeah, I definitely think I do. I think with this game especially, um, the spawn system is a very different from past CODs where other pros like um, you know, have built a habit of just doing certain things to manipulate the spawns, but in this game, it just doesn't work like that. Like these people, these pros that have been playing for years and years and years and building up these tendencies and habits, it's just not the right thing to do in this Call of Duty specifically. So I could definitely see where I would have an advantage because I, you know, I haven't been playing for as long. So I, I don't really have like a huge buildup and just of all these things from past cause. It's just, this is all I know for the time being. So I can definitely see where like old pros might mentally check out or lose composure at some things that just don't make sense to them because of what they're used to in the past. Right. It's a big switch up from World War II. If you think about just two years ago, it's crazy. That was only two years ago that that's the game that was being played. And now you have have a much different game in so many ways. Yeah. Uh, that flexibility, adaptability is so key. 100%. Awesome. Well, Mac, I'm going to let you go. I want to plug youtube.com slash COD League one more time. Be sure to watch Mac and watch the elimination round on the 19th and then watch Mac and the New York Subliners on the 20th. Mac, can you plug your social media, the Subliners, whatever you want people to be following, listening, or watching out for? Yeah, you can um, follow me on Twitter at MacMelts. And uh, I usually stream often on Twitch, MacMelts with two S's. And yeah, thank you for having me, Mitch. Thanks for coming on. It was great talking to you. I'll be sure to follow Mac on his social medias. I will put them in the bio. Check out his guest page. You'll have all the links to be sure that you're following Mac. And be sure to be following the COD League as well. It's one of the best esports ever, and I'm so excited for champs. It's going to be a great four days in August for sure. So thank you all for listening to the Esports Network podcast. If you want some more esports content, please go check out that interview with Chris Puckett. Esports Network was excited to announce the Gamer Hour. It's a new show hosted live from Times Square, the Reuters studios in Times Square uh, by one of the best hosts in the business. And so I just talked with Puckett uh, for the Esports Network podcast. You can find that right underneath this one on the feed and that's your first look at the gamer hour what it's going to entail our plans for it so check out that one as well uh but for now thank you for listening this was the esports network podcast and i'm your host mitch dreams <laughs>